You're listening to the FemCon Podcast with your hosts, Chelsea, Chantel, and Vanessa. This powerhouse trio will lead conversations around motherhood, entrepreneurial startups, beauty, fashion, and sex. Join them as they seek to inspire you, guide you, and motivate you to crush every facet of your life. Now, pour yourself a glass and let's go. Welcome to episode four of the FemChat podcast. We are so, so excited to have Amanda Jusen of Baby's Best Sleep on today chatting about all things sleep from the sleepy newborn stage to the crazy toddler and preschooler stage. Stay tuned, get excited, and here we are. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for joining episode four of our podcast. We are so excited to have you. Um, But before we started, yay, (laughs) I want to pass the mic over to you so that you can introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we are going to bombard you with all of the questions (laughs) that we have on sleep. Awesome. Okay. Well, my name is Amanda Jusen, uh, and I created Baby's Best Sleep just about two years ago. Um, And I created it because I guess with my first, I had a really good sleeper. I also went back to work early and things were kind of easy to me. And I was like, okay, whatever, sleep. And then I, I actually took a mat leave for my second child. And then I noticed like all these new friends that I was making uh, during mat leave were kind of um, dropping away and becoming shells of themselves during the process. It's like, I don't go out because I don't sleep and I'm exhausted. And I was like, I know about this stuff. I can totally help people. And then I found out what a sleep consultant was. I thought I would do it on the side while I worked. It turns out that there was way more demand than I ever thought that there would be. And now it's my full-time job. And now my my goal is to help families sleep, but also have some semblance, not all, of their former life back. So like how to go outside when you have a sleeping child <laughs> and like how to travel and how to be a, a human. So those are some of my goals. <laughs> and you're also funny as freaking hell. So let me just throw that out there. I don't know if you follow Amanda on Instagram, but if you don't, you need to. Oh, and gosh. like even your newsletters, everything is just so fun. Like you're just a ball of energy. I just, I want to absorb oh. it all from you. Oh, well, that's so nice. I'm horrible with compliments. So I'm going to just take it badly as I normally do. But thank you. See what I mean? That's really nice. You're awesome. But I mean, no, you're so great. I feel like there's, when I was getting into this game, I felt like everything that I read about sleep was so somber and sad. And it was like, like, just let your babies cry. Yeah. And and we're, we're going to be sleep training tonight. And it's like, oh my God, like nothing that I experienced was like that. I don't think it happened to be like that. I'm not going to lie and say, you know, your first three days are going to be a walk in the park. They won't be, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it, I think that you can have a sense of humor about it. Mm -hmm. And it brings a little like lightness to a really crappy situation. You don't need me to be like, is it okay? Like, (laughs) but also (laughs) there is a stigma around sleep training. Like it's a bad thing. Like, Oh, I had to hire a sleep trainer. Like, Mm-hmm. I did. Why is that? I mean, I've sleep trained. I had, I didn't sleep train my first until he was two and a half, probably mm-hmm. in part because of that stigma, because somehow mm-hmm. I was doing a disservice because I was not okay with getting up 15 million fucking times throughout the night <laughs> to my screaming baby. 
right? Like me, exactly. (laughs) I was like literally incapable of keeping my eyes open throughout the day. But if I was going to hire a sleep consultant, I was like, not being the best mom somehow, oh, God right? forbid you let your baby cry. Right? How could you do that as a first-time mom? You don't love your baby. Just give them the boob. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I think the trouble – not the trouble. What's a better word? The issue with these – any type of parenting choice is that there are going to be people who don't sleep train and have awesome sleeping kids, right? Mm -hmm. So then you have this situation where you're like, I had to sleep train my kids and my kids didn't cope. And then that person's going to be like, why? I never had to sleep train. What's wrong with you? Like that wasn't my experience. Therefore it doesn't count. So I think that we need to all understand, like just like that mom who breastfed her kid to sleep for a year and loved her life, I honor her rock on. You were up 15 times and look at you. You're amazing. But if that happened to me, I would die. And so (laughs) I am not the best mom to my kids if I was up 15 times. Like we were just talking about how, who is, who has the three-year-old? I do. I do. Okay. Okay. So Chantel was like, before we got on this call, I have a three-year-old transitioning to a bed. And I was like, just quit. Just forget oh my, it. Like, don't say that. Not, I'm, I'm not really going to say that, but I just dealt with it. And it was hell. And there were, I was getting up once tonight and what that's once a night. Oh, I'm, I'm getting up like, like two, three times a night. Okay. We can totally help you, but it's one of those things where it's like, I can't function. My kids are not getting the best mom during that time. And that is the moment I think that you need to make the call. Who cares how you put your kid to sleep and how you want to sleep? If your family is functioning, I don't care. And I have no judgment. And I just honestly have only love. But if you're dying and you can't do that, it's okay to ask for help. Clearly, I feel passionate about this. And that's Which why, we, why have we have you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I feel like maybe, do, should we start in age? Like, should we start with uh, Chelsea, who's got a baby due any day now? Should we go over some quick newborn tips, just like a refresher maybe? Is that a good idea? Yeah, I yeah? think okay. so for me, and Amanda, I'll give you some background. I've got a three-and-a-half-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old, and this baby who is due any day. Um, oh my God. Yes, Good for you. I know. So I've got my own battles with the other two. Um, but I think a lot of people starting off or first time moms, um, there's so many questions around the newborn stage and when do you start these new habits? I know for me with the other two, I breastfed them. I was up every two, three hours. You know, I don't even, I, it's, it's all blur. I don't know if it was the first month, I don't remember two it. months. Black. Literally, I have no idea how long, Um, (laughs) but what are some tips that you have for me or anybody who's in my position that's kind of going into this newborn stage um, to kind of start, like, when do you start sleep training? What are some good things to start to implement early so that I'm not creating another booby monster who doesn't (laughs) sleep in their mouth? Well, I think so. I, I'm going to quickly plug my own podcast because I have a whole episode on this. So if people okay. want to go and listen, I have a whole episode on newborn sleep. Um, 
and that's on Slumber Party with Amanda Jusen. You can just okay. I'm going to chime in really quickly. It's an award-winning podcast. You really, really, really need to check it out. Okay, continue. So we'll link it. Okay, we'll link it. Okay, yeah, that that's awesome. But I think is my number one tip to any expecting mom or newborn parent is this number one it is going to be a certain level of shit can i can i swear on this absolutely yeah okay okay it's going to be a certain level i feel like i'm the only (laughs) podcast in kids and family that has to be marked explicit because i (laughs) swear so much i don't know if that's good or bad (laughs) okay good okay um So it's going to be a certain level of shit. That's what you need to understand. So, um, and that can be really challenging when you're getting into multiple kid zone. um, Because as you know, you have to look after the other two, like they still exist. I know that I'm not telling you this. These are things that no, I've like forgot, right? Like I had my second baby and I was like, right, I have a whole other child. Um, So there's going to be a certain level of shit. You're going to be up and that's all normal. Your child will sleep like crap. Sometimes they don't. And some, and, and really we have nothing to do with, with what little being comes out to a certain degree. Um, I started day one with both of my girls because sleep is so important to me. Um, I just swaddle them safely. You can look up safe swaddling methods and I put them down awake often. Sometimes that worked. Sometimes that didn't. I have breastfed my kids to sleep. I have rocked them. I have co-slept with them. I have done all of those things in the name of saving myself. I suggest if you are in the newborn phase, you do all of those same things. At around four months, you can start quote unquote sleep training. Um, Sleep training at that age does not mean that we stop feeding our babies in the night. It just means we try to get them down awake as often as we can. But really, if, if the only thing that you do in the first three months of your child's life, four months, is swaddle and put them down awake, you like when they're happy and alert, you will nail this. Like literally, that's all I did. I added a little bedtime routine. I started putting them in their crib, you know, when I was putting away laundry and suddenly, okay, they fell asleep one day. I can't believe that happened. So I'm going to try it the next day. Um, it gets really there there's some drawbacks because you can be really impatient with the newborn phase, especially when you have other children. Um, but give yourself time. And then if you are really impatient, like the worst case scenario is that you have to do some sleep training at four months and you'll have an awesome sleeper. See, my fear is not that I'm going to be impatient with the newborn. Cause in my mind, and I keep saying this to my husband is like, this baby's going to need me. But my fear is now my other two, who I've got a three-year-old who runs into my bed in the middle of the night. I have a one and a half year old who all of a sudden wants to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and go downstairs and watch Peppa Pig. So I'm like, I'm, I'm baby. You are the other two. So that's my fear is how do I then sleep? Can I sleep trying three kids all at the same time? (laughs) Uh how much wine is in your house? Girl, I'm dying for the baby to come out so I can chug all of the wine. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna... I, you totally can. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to chime in and say, I don't know if you guys have heard about the app called Boozer. It's like Uber Eats, but for alcohol. So oh I think every mom needs it. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. My and that's cousin, available in Canada? My cousin started the goddamn app. Oh. I'm so proud of him. 
That's amazing. That's genius. Amazing. Genius. Okay. Stop being the mom who brings your kid into the LCBO. Bring the LCBO to you. Right? Right. That's funny. Okay, continue. So when we talk about multiple children, I always ask how the older children are sleeping. If your older children aren't sleeping, you're probably going to have to develop a plan. Um, and this might actually transition pretty nicely with Chantel. Chantel, I'm right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was a teacher for 10 years. They still don't have names down. It's <laughs> interesting. Um, so yeah, I think that when we have older kids who aren't sleeping, as you know, it's not a matter of, of can they sleep? If they've slept to a certain point and then they stop, generally around 18 months to two years, we're going to see a lot of boundary pushing. And this is just what I'm going through right now. It's horrible. I jinxed everything that I ever said about like my little angel (laughs) sleeping baby. And now she is like the spawn of Satan. And I am like so (laughs) pregnant and so tired that I don't even know what to do with my life. (laughs) It's one of those things where, I mean, again, I'm always wary of giving very specific advice. A good episode to listen to on my thing, um, it won't come up for a while, actually. Uh, But I did a a QA. and a I was doing Q&A with like clients answering their question. And there was a toddler hopping out of his bed, which is the most common problem. Kids wanting to hop out of their crib and hop out of their bed and into mom and dad's bed. And suddenly these amazing sleep training children we have parents co-sleeping again. And they're like, how you're, th- what was happening? Right? Like, how is this happening? So yeah. it's, it's less about, um, can your child sleep 100%? But then that first night that you say, okay, just come sleep in my bed becomes five nights. And then it becomes a sleep association again. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they are gone. They're going back to those earlier ages where they start to think I can't sleep, sleep on my own. So, we can get pretty deep and meaningful here. Um, one of my favorite uh, parenting experts ever is Janet Lansbury. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm always like, Janet, Janet, yes, I love you. Like, she's so great. Um, and she talks a lot about how boundary setting is tough, but it's so important for our children. That when the boundaries shift for our children, they don't always feel great about it. And And let me tell you, I'm guilty of this. The same thing happened to me when my daughter turned three. She's potty training at night. Suddenly she's in my room five or six times a night. I'm getting up with my three-year-old way more than I was ever getting up with my one-year-old. And I was a show. And I was like, I don't know. This is not fixable. It can never happen. Um, Thankfully, I trained to become a sleep consultant several months later. And I was like, oh, it's getting fixed. But what I learned is um, my child had pushed the boundary and I allowed her to. And because that boundary was pushed, she was constantly pushing at all things in my day. So I remember I, I spoke to a very senior consultant that I had trained with. And she said, how are your boundaries at other points of the day? And I was like, well, I think they're mostly fine. She's a huge pain in the ass. But, you know, she she pushes back here and she kind of pushes back here. And we're having lots of behavioral problems. And she's like, Right. So you can probably start to see if you're having kids that are pushing boundaries here, they start to like now want to eat and they're fighting you with their shoes. And then they're like throwing tantrums where they never fought. And you're <laughs> and we're you're all like, nodding. We are all <laughs> nodding. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and you're like, why is this happening? Why, what has happened? And they're everything that they're doing is so completely normal, which is so frustrating um, because they're, they're master manipulators at this time because they should be. Their goal is to find out what the rules are. And then we have to say these are what the rules are. And that in our modern society feels like shit because we've been told our kids are only little ones. And you're like, I know, but they threw their shoe at me and I'm a human. <laughs> so now what? So it's all about when, when I work with parents, um, this is a long way of answering your question and I'm not going to be able to answer it specifically, but I hope it gives you a starting point is that I work at setting boundaries with parents. What do those boundaries look like? What does the consequence look like? If this happens, X has to happen. And when people hear consequence, they think, oh God, we're going to like hit our children. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're going to no. do. We don't need to do that. Um, Jana Lansbury always talks about natural consequence. What makes sense? So like, for me in my house, it doesn't make sense for my two or my three-year-old who did all these things is deciding to transition to a bed or from a crib to a bed. Um, it's not safe for her to be out and about. So I told her, look, if you come out, I have to shut your door. I have to lock it. It's not safe. And she got that and we got over it. Now, obviously, I want to be very clear. And I was trying to be really clear in my episode of my podcast. We're not, I'm not suggesting locking your kid. in your room. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Um, I'm not, I, understand. I mean, it's like the, you're trying to explain the consequence of the action. Right. 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 And maybe you do shut the door for a minute, right? We don't shut the door for, no, we're not locking our kids in their room and going the to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so this is why as a, a, in this culture and as a sleep consultant, you need to be very careful and explicit mm -hmm. because someone's going to listen to this and be like, that's it. Medjusen says I'm locking you in. Oh and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do um, not lock so, your kids in their room. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Um, I mean, I do think like there are some extreme situations where for their safety, if it's not okay, like if they're tantruming or something, I think it would be appropriate to move them to a, a safer area if it's just not uh, a controlled environment. But always talk to your doctor. Um, there's going to be ranges here, but it doesn't have to be like sleep training a baby, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about establishing your boundaries. And then suddenly you're going to notice, oh, so-and-so puts on his shoes oh crap, they ate their whole dinner and I didn't have to fight with them. Um, and it all kind of comes together. That's a long answer. I really liked <laughs> it though. It was great. That was like parenting and sleep all in one. <laughs> it was just fantastic. Okay, quick question. I know Chantel, you are dying to get your answers. Quick question. What's the right age to transition from crib to bed? Is there a right age? I think, yeah, never earlier than three. Okay. And three is... I mean, you can, it's just a pain in the rear because a two-year-old is like, they don't care. They don't have the memory to like, so let's say you go before bed, you say, okay, you're going to stay in your bed. And they're like, yes. And they're like, looking at you in the <laughs> eye. And like 100%, I'm never leaving anywhere. And then two o'clock in the morning, they're like, I'm out. I don't remember that conversation. Screw it. This is way better. Like their impulse control is nil. So I always suggest three years old, they can remember, you can implement a consequence and reward system. 
they are really built up by rewards and praise so much like praise to a three-year-old is like crack doggy so biscuits to a dog a hundred percent so if you can implement your boundaries with your rewards you're gonna have a lot more success like a two-year-old like sometimes I have two-year-old clients and like we just can't make a crib work and it's tough. Like I won't lie. And I warn parents like, look, this is going to take a while. And I would just avoid it if you can. If your child hasn't asked, don't, don't move them. Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry, Chantel, you take it away, girlfriend. Okay. And so that is exactly what I did. I waited for my daughter to turn three. So she turned three a few weeks ago. We got our big girl bed, took her shopping. She picked everything out. She was so excited, so ready for the night and then put her in. And it's been a week of hell. She, she, I don't have a problem with her escaping the room and coming to my bed. Mm -hmm. She will stand, she will stand on her bed with her pillow and her blankie and everything and scream mommy's Mm -hmm. room, mommy's room. (laughs) And then I'm going in. What is going on in your room? (laughs) Uh, She just wants, she wants to be in my bed because you should tell Amanda that you, when she was sleeping in the crib, you always brought her into your bed. Yes. Yes. So when, <laughs> so uh, hold yeah. on. So before I transitioned her into her big girl bed, like she was right. a really good sleeper. She went through and then she just went through this phase where she was waking up and she wanted to come to my bed. For, so for the longest time I was like, shit, like she's going to wake up my son. We've got to go to school. We've got to go to work. She can't wake up the whole house. So I would bring her into my room at like two, three o'clock in the morning. And so we were doing that for a while. And so now she's in a big girl bed and she's still doing the same thing she was doing when she was in her crib. Right. I don't know what to do. (laughs) So what you, what you've described, that's really good information. Chelsea, thank you for popping in there. (laughs) (laughs) And this is also, uh, I mean, I, I sound like I'm, I'm being bitchy and complaining, but people message me on Instagram all the time. They'll be like, Hey, quick question. My child doesn't sleep at all at night. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't help them to sleep at all. And then if I actually get on the call with them, they're like, Oh, they sleep in my bed. Like, half the time and I rock them to sleep and you're like, yeah, that's really important information. Um, people forget that, but this is, um, a a good question. If you're having any sleep problems, step one for you is to say, how does my child fall asleep at all sleep situations, naps and nighttime? So how do they fall asleep? Do I, do I help them in any way? So if, if help for me means laying with them, rubbing their back, rocking, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, pacifier, these are all things. If your child is getting to calm on them, and if it's anything outside of their own body, they will start requiring that at every sleep situation. So it sounds to me when, when she was going through that transition, you're probably like, oh crap, okay, come right back. Yeah. Let's just let's move on with life. Totally acceptable. How old is your, your son? Six. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want to have two kids up at five because that's now he's waking up and he's coming to my bed and I'm like, I, this can't happen. (laughs) So we, I would probably say for your three-year-old youngest that I would, is he, is he coming into your bed? Are you letting him sleep there? My oldest? 
or my yeah. youngest. My oldest, yeah, he'll yep. come in and I'll be like, I'll be like, no, you got to go back to your bed. And sometimes he'll go back to his bed and he'll fall asleep. Or sometimes he'll be like, no, no, no. And he'll just kind of crawl in and I'm like, shit, it's so late and I'm so tired, whatever. Yeah. But most of the and time, I like, he's, like, he's good with going back to his bed. Okay. So that's this not is an where issue. I do my disclaimer where I say there are lots of people listening to this who are like, what's the problem with that? I love that. And if that's fine, that's fine. But obviously we're having a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to solve. That's all I'll say. Okay. So we have to reestablish the boundaries with your three-year-old. Yes. Um, and that is all about letting her know where her bed is, mm -hmm. um, reminding her of what you have to come up with a consequence that, that makes sense, um, for everybody that, you know, when you come into my bed, this happens when you stay in your bed, these are your rewards and yeah. make them big ticket rewards, okay. um, things that she really wants. And then we need to be like a hundred and 80% consistent because toddlers, again, they're always looking for that, um, that wiggle room, right? Like, yeah. let's say you say, I'm going to leave the door open. They'll be like, open it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you say yes once and they're like, okay, now I went seven books and I'm never sleeping again. Yeah. <laughs> that is Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help? No, it, do, it does. Like, I feel like I've, that's kind of what I've been doing. Like she doesn't come to my bed anymore. We've stopped that. Like I've nipped that in the Good. butt. So like, I'm just going in there and having to, you know, put her back to sleep. So like, I'll sit on her bed, I'll rub yeah. her back and she'll usually go to you bed. You just said it. it, rub her back. You don't do, you don't do oh. any of that. Anymore. Okay. So I'm going to, yeah. I won't touch her and I will just tell her to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just bring her, keep bringing her back, but also have a consequence because your oh consequence God. right now is I like come into your room. And then you rub my back and it's awesome. Like, I want that consequence. Okay. I want to come to your house. I'm not touching her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can touch her. It's just that there needs to be, like, when you come out, this happens. And when you mm -hmm. stay, this happens. But she doesn't come out. Be. She's not coming out. But that's, so it can't even be the, then it has to be when you scream out. Yeah. When you wake everybody up, this is what happens. Yeah. Okay. And then in the morning, if she stays in all night, like freaking like, fucking party. I know she yes. naps. She naps amazingly. Like she will nap, and I'm like, oh my god, you did such a good job. You napped in your girl, good big girl bed, and it was so good. And she's so excited. But fucking night sucks. <laughs> How long is she napping? She naps for about an hour, an hour and a okay. half. Okay, that's not yeah. crazy. Okay, no. that's good. And it's a pretty early good. nap. Like she usually goes down around like twelve, twelve thirty, and then she goes to bed around seven, seven thirty. Okay. Yeah. We're going to cut that's naps soon. That's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's my life right now. I so. know. I know it's that, like toddlers aren't easy. It's not, I have like when I'm working with toddlers and preschoolers, it's a deep dive into what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and then why, why it's effective with my clients is that we find a consequence that makes sense. It's like a natural mm -hmm. consequence for your house. They're yeah. beautiful little evil people. <laughs> <laughs> So adorable and so right. evil. So <laughs> and so evil half the time. It's like, do I want to hug you or do right? I scream? I don't know. Okay, Amanda, I've got one last question. I know we don't want to like make yes. this last too, too long, but I've got my 21 month old. So he's right in between that 18 to two year mark, 18 months, two year mark. And he wakes up at the crack of fucking dawn. So... 
I, do you remember we had chatted um, yes. and yeah. you suggested your favorite product, which is what's it called? The Hatch Baby Rest. And I went and I bought it. And guess <laughs> what I did? I didn't what? even hook it up to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't? Oh my, I've been watching you being like, oh shoot, I guess it didn't work. And okay. you just haven't even tried it. I went out that that day to buy yes! it. And I told you to you let me know how it worked. without shoes. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. <laughs> and now I put it in this room and now I just use it as, it was a $70 sound machine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, you, you should have just given me $70. I know, I right? Come over and okay, okay. Them. Just reiterate everything you told me okay. really, really quick. How do I use this thing? What do okay. I do? Okay, I will really quick. What time is bedtime for him? Seven. And he's waking up at five. Yeah. And how long is he napping at night? If he's at daycare, two hours. If he's at home, it's like 15 to 30 minutes. On the days where he naps a little bit, are you getting a better sleep in? Um, I think I am, yeah. I'm wondering if he, as he's getting closer, we need to cut down the nap as well. <gasps> and then we oh, need to... Oh, girl, don't time. tell me that. No. Or or you leave the nap and you job. make bedtime later. <laughs> because bedtime, I get early bedtime. So right. for me, I would probably cut down on the nap and do earlier bedtime. Mm -hmm. But if you can't do that, then you probably, because at 10 hours of sleep at 5 a.m., he's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Oh, like yeah. Like 10 hours is, oh. yeah, he's ready to go. Yeah. So you might need to push it to maybe 8 to get to 6. I know. Or we cut back on the nap at one hour okay that's a good consequence or that's a good what's the word i'm looking for not consequence uh, uh i know what you're talking about my, thank my. you that's what it is i love how both of our reactions was uh like literally the stereotypical dumbest sound that you can make <laughs> okay okay so all right just to go back to the clock so the clock is awesome because you can completely this will also help everybody here with older kids um part of your consequencing will be your rewards but if our kid never gets to the reward they're never going to want to do life right so the the hatch baby rest allows you to completely control it from your phone um so let's say for uh vanessa's sake her child is getting up at five she starts to hear him you know wrestle around in his room maybe at around 4 50 she turns on the light right away and she goes into the room great good job you did it so we preemptively hear them so we can reward them the moment your child feels that praise and reward they're like woo i'm amazing and then you know maybe for three days you do it at five then for three days you do it at 5 15 and then your child's just going to get that you do not come into that room until the light comes on. And even for a child under two, it won't be it won't be perfect. It might take a little bit of time for him to get, but he's going to start to understand really quick that nobody comes in until this light comes on. Like my girl share room. So my youngest was always watching me come in. For my oldest, I had one of these clocks for my oldest. And then by 15 months, the light would come on and she'd be like, <laughs> so she got it. It was totally fine. So that's that's a really easy solution okay. that you can do once you hook it up. Just do it. I just got to do it. I'm curious yeah, to know if it, it works. That's it. I'm sure it does, honestly. I believe it will. I, you know, this is just – I'm lazy. I feel like I was just lazy to, like, get the app and then just – 
I don't know. What do you do? Just sync it? It's probably Bluetooth. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to do it. Well, you're doing do it and tell things. me how it goes. Right? Yeah. Well, we practically have like little twin babies. So our babies are like yes. a few days apart. Isn't that nuts? Yes. That's nuts. We call them babies. They're like almost two. <laughs> you're onto your third. <laughs> They're babies. My daughter is three. And I'll say something about a baby, and she goes, I'm not a baby! And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, Amanda, I feel like you have helped us all immensely today, and I think you've actually helped a lot of people who are listening to this as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We will link your award-winning podcast. I've listened to it. (laughs) I said, you guys, Amanda is hilarious. You need to check it out, subscribe to her podcast. And while you're at it, subscribe to ours. <laughs> yes, love the plug. It was such a pleasure, Amanda. Thank you so much. Um, we'll be sure to tag everything. Go follow Amanda on Instagram at Baby's Best Sleep and bombard her with all of the questions because she is amazing. Yeah. Or book a call, right? You take calls. Is that how it works? I, 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 uh, I've been so busy lately that I can't okay. do them anymore. I have to transfer them to my assistant, but you can book a call with my assistant. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It was so nice to have you on. Yes.